Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by... Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also buy Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winners ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. You just stepped into episode 169 of the Sports Yeah. The Jimmy Fox episode. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox was a slugger for the Philadelphia A's and the Boston Red Sox during his career. He kind of gets overlooked because he played in the same era as Ruth and Gehrig. But Jimmy Fox, in 1932, had one of the great seasons any player has ever put together. He batted 364. He had 58 home runs and 169 RBI, thus earning him the dedication for today's show. Uh, you have a lot of sports knowledge. The talk in the hallway is, on Wednesday's Christmas Trivia Luncheon, we're going to dominate in the category of sports only. And I said, wow, what little you know about the team we've put together. We shall see. <laughs> I said, who said that? Who said that about us? Third person. I can't get to the answer. Okay. I don't know that I want to know. No, it doesn't matter. Unless we do win, I can throw it in their face. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, Chuck Freebie? It was good. How was yours? Fantastic. Uh, great to get together with family. Great to get together with friends. And then count down to Christmas. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And let's get into some sports. Let's talk NFL. Let's start there. All right. Well, Thanksgiving Day, the Bears got a much-needed victory coming from behind to beat the Lions at Ford Field. Mitch Trubisky actually played pretty decently in that game. Uh, his receivers finally hung on to some footballs. The week before, it was Allen Robinson who was the star. This week, it was Anthony Miller, and the Bears put together a win over the Lions to go 6-6 six and six on the year. They are still two and a half games behind Minnesota for the wild card. They're not catching them. 
Bears aren't making the playoffs, even if they run the table here, as Matt Nagy hopes, and go 10-6. and six. But I will say that Mitch Trubisky in the last couple of weeks has looked improved. I won't say he looks great, but he looks improved. Meanwhile, as the Bears are trying to ascend, uh, the Colts are descending and descending rapidly. Two weeks ago, they were tied for the division lead. Now they are a game behind, or actually two games behind Houston in the AFC South after Indianapolis loses at home to Tennessee yesterday, 31-17. And special teams were the bane of the Colts' existence. Adam Vinatieri has been a lightning rod this year. The 46-year-old had a field goal blocked and run back for a touchdown yesterday. Missed another one, albeit from 55 yards. And Jacoby Brissett didn't look like a franchise quarterback yesterday. He made some bad decisions, and one of them, I believe, resulted in a pick six. So the Colts really find themselves on the outside looking in. Now, they are not completely out of the wild card yet, but Pittsburgh is 7-5, and five, and Indianapolis, which looked, I wouldn't say like a playoff lock two weeks ago, but certainly looked like a playoff contender two weeks ago, looks anything but that today. You had some interesting wins yesterday from teams that don't usually win. Does the picture become a little bit more clear when all comes to fruition here? The end of January? Well, the NFC picture is fairly clear, uh, except in the NFC East, which is just a horrid, horrid division. The Dallas Cowboys lead the NFC East with a 6-6 six and six record. That's how bad that division is. Ouch. Philadelphia lost on the road to Miami yesterday. Miami's a bad football team. That was just their third win of the year. Miami ran one of the great special teams plays you're ever going to see. On fourth and goal, they line up in this bizarre formation. They snap the ball. The punter is normally the placeholder for the field goal kicks. They snap the ball to the punter, who throws the ball to the field goal kicker for a touchdown. The kicker became the first player since 1964 in an NFL game to score a touchdown, and kick a field goal of 40 yards or more. <laughs> Did the lineup formation throw the other team off? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a formation that you would never, never see. Interesting. So I'll have to watch that. I didn't get a chance to see that. If, if you go to the 46 Sports Twitter page and scroll down a little bit, it's there. Okay. Uh, the Bengals get their first win of the year. Their first win of the year? Yes. They beat the Jets. By the way, congratulations to the Jets. They made NFL history yesterday. They were the first team to give teams who started a season 0-7, two teams who started a season 0-7, their first wins of the year. They lost to the Dolphins earlier this year, and then they lose to the Bengals yesterday. There's a lot of bad football in the NFL. Pretty good game last night between New England and Houston. And Houston helped solidify itself as a playoff contender by beating the Patriots 28-22. Game of the day in the NFL yesterday had to be that 49ers-Ravens game. Lamar Jackson revolutionizing. We all, we always say that when a player it surpasses our expectations and a quarterback who actually runs the football, he revolutionizes the game. 
Lamar Jackson isn't doing anything different than Bobby Douglas did when he was with the Bears 50 years ago, except he's winning. And the Ravens won their eighth straight as they beat the 49ers 20-17 to on Justin Tucker's 47-yard field goal at the gun. Who you got tonight? <coughs> it's the Seahawks and the Vikings in a good one on Monday Night Football. Those two teams currently hold the wild cards in the NFC, but a Seattle win would put the Seahawks in first place in the NFC West ahead of San Francisco, even though the Niners are having a great year at 10-2. and Seattle right now would be 10-2 and with a win over Minnesota tonight. Let's shift gears to college football. The uh, poll came out yesterday. Your thoughts? Not surprised. I mean, Notre Dame just, even though they swept November and had a five-game, five-win November for the first time since 1930, uh, and the Irish standing there at 10-2, and you look at them, Corey, and honestly, did Notre Dame beat anybody they weren't supposed to beat this year? No. Did they lose to the... T- to teams that you wouldn't be surprised they lost to. Yeah. And the way they lost at Michigan still leaves such a bitter taste in the mouths of Irish fans that even though certain people in this room predicted 10-2 and two at the beginning of the year, 10-2 and two seems a little disappointing for this team because of the way that 10-2 and two was achieved. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you can point to some bright spots on this Irish team. I think the development of Ian Book through the month of November was very pleasing. Winds up with 33 touchdowns and six interceptions. He and Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma are the only quarterbacks in the country to have run for more than 500 yards, thrown for more than 500 yards, and have more than 30 passing touchdowns. (coughs) That's pretty impressive company. Uh, all that said, Notre Dame's going to wind up in the Camping World Bowl, and they're going to play a team from the Big 12 there. And a team from the Big 12 is not all that good. Somebody like an Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State, Iowa State, somebody of that realm. But we've told you this is going to be the case for the last three weeks. Pete Sampson, when he was on the show, told us that. There were people in the national media that held out hope that Notre Dame could somehow wind up in the Orange Bowl It just didn't make any sense, and it would have required extreme chaos in the world of college football. That has not happened. Now, in terms of what you can look for this weekend, in terms of the college football playoff, you have a playoff game in the SEC championship, I think. Now, if Georgia beats LSU, I think there's still a chance LSU winds up in the college football playoff. If LSU beats Georgia, that's Georgia's second loss, and they're not going. So then Utah sits there at number five. They play in the Pac-12 title game against Oregon on Friday night. If Utah wins that and Georgia loses, you can make an argument that Utah could move into the top four of college football and be in the playoff. They don't pass my eye test, but they could be there. The Big 12 championship game will have some meaning. Oklahoma playing Baylor. Oklahoma's sitting there at number six right now, I believe. And if Utah were to lose to Oregon on Friday night, that Oklahoma-Baylor winner could well wind up in the college football playoff if Georgia loses. So it's going to be an intriguing weekend of college football. A lot of good matchups to watch. Jim Harbaugh, your thoughts about him after the loss to Ohio State? Well, Jim Harbaugh was put 
in a predicament in his press conference, I thought, because he was asked a question that it's obvious that he doesn't have the answer to, which is, why is there such a gap right now between Michigan and Ohio State? A 28-point gap. And why, why has Michigan just been non-competitive with Ohio State in a number of those games over the last few years, and why is he 0-5 against him? If Jim Harbaugh had the answers to those questions, he would be acting on them. But he doesn't, and he tried to turn it into, well, if you're going to insult me with the question, and, and the question is a valid question. It's being asked by every, not only Michigan fan, but college football fan. Yeah. Because... One of the reasons you used to watch Ohio State-Michigan is you didn't know who was going to win. Well, now you know who's going to win every time it's on. So Ohio State is that much better than Michigan right now, and I don't know that Jim Harbaugh knows how to solve it. Hmm. So that's a question that Michigan's administration has to ask. If you look on on the scale of things, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is probably like, I don't know, in the top 10 of wins by college football programs over the last five years. But in terms of beating their rivals, they only have the win over Notre Dame this year to hang their hat on. Does this season uh, <laughs> put him in the hot seat more than ever of the five years? I, I think, I think with him, there's always the question of just how long he can – his welcome is. Yeah. He's made a point of bouncing from place to place, and his personality tends to wear people out. Mm-hmm. And that's the question. How how long will Michigan put up with it? How long will Jim put up with it? Valid questions. I'll tell you what. We had a great game on 103.1 Saturday. Yeah. With Indiana and Purdue. So proud of Xander Horvath, the kid from Mar- Marion High School. Great story in the Indianapolis Star yesterday about how IU wanted Xander Horvath to come there as a walk-on linebacker. And Xander Horvath was a terrific running back at Marion and saw himself as a running back at the collegiate level. And he was all set to go to IU and kind of concede. And Purdue came call and said, we'll let you be a running back if you come here as a walk-on. So he did. And in the old Oak and Bucket game, he has the game of his life, 164 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Purdue, man, did they put up a fight against IU. Mm-hmm. IU gets the bucket. They win in double overtime. Purdue went into this game with a walk-on quarterback, a walk-on running back, a freshman wide receiver, and managed to put up an ungodly amount of offense against Indiana, over 500 yards of offense, which is why you have to have a lot of respect for Jeff Brom and the job that he did this year in West Lafayette, even though they wound up going 4-8. and eight. Kudos to Tom Allen. He's reaping the dividends of his work at Indiana, building that program, and now in his third year, eight wins, which if you're a Notre Dame fan, eight wins, eh. If you're an IU fan, build the statue for eight wins. They're 8-4 and four and waiting to see. They'll probably go to the Music City Bowl and play an SEC team in Nashville on December 30th. 
We had Michigan on our tongues for a moment. Can we stay there for just two seconds? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to change subject. No, that's okay. I want to talk about basketball real quick. <laughs> There's some good things happening with college basketball. Oh, with my goodness. Blue. Did Jawan Howard's team put on a show last week as they blitzed through, I believe their tournament was the Battle for Atlantis tournament. and Not a bad place to play. No, not a bad place to play. And they humbled some teams. North Carolina being the one that really stood out to me, the number six team in the nation, and Michigan just beat the ever-living out of them. They got a kid with the last name Simpson. Xavier Simpson, I think, is his name. Played exceptionally well. And uh, all of a sudden, I think you're going to see Michigan vault into the top ten when the poll comes out later today. Jawan Howard, there were a lot of questions raised about him coming up to Michigan. It's his first head coaching gig. It's pretty much right out of the NBA. Uh, But he has done a great job. And what has struck me about him in his comments that he's made to the media is he really does, I think, relish this role as teacher and mentor to these players and talked about how the players have really bought into him. You know, they're coming off a successful coach in John Beeline. Mm-hmm. It would be really easy for them to not trust him and be very skeptical of him. He didn't recruit any of them. And instead, they have bought in lock, stock, and barrel to what he's doing. And it shows, man, they're playing terrific basketball right now. And suddenly, you know, I'll be honest, they look better than Michigan State has so far, and Michigan State's got an All-American guard in Cassius Winston. If you want to stay with basketball, we can do that. Yeah, IU, do that. IU undefeated, 7-0. and They beat another tomato can on Saturday in South Dakota State. And Archie Miller has readily admitted he has loaded the front part of the schedule with confidence builders for a young team that needed some confidence building after last year. Mm-hmm. So they've run the table on that, and even after running the table on that, he says, I don't know if we're good enough yet. Well, they'll find out on Tuesday night, 9 p.m. on 103.1 FM, when they play Florida State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Because Florida State just got done beating Purdue Saturday night in a dandy game down at the uh, Emerald Coast Classic in Desiton, Florida. By a count of 63-59. The one difference is I think Indiana does have some offensive firepower on that team with Trace Jackson and uh, Devontae Green, players like that. Purdue just has not been able to put together any kind of offense this year, and they have struggled against good defensive teams, and Florida State is one. So the IU-Florida State matchup is an intriguing one on Tuesday night. Notre Dame women's basketball over the weekend and down in Cancun. Yeah, they have their struggles. This is a this is a very difficult team to read right now. They're five and four, and they are as inconsistent as their record would indicate. They lose to Florida Gulf Coast. They lose to a good South Dakota State team. Now, don't don't get tripped up and oh, it's South Dakota State. That's a good basketball team, and and the Irish found themselves in a sixteen point hole rallied to tie the game at the end of three and then just ran out of gas because they've only got so many bodies. The fact that they were able to turn around on their third straight day of playing with just that many bodies 
and beat the 21st-ranked team in the country in South Florida speaks volumes, I think. And, yes, they're 5-4, and four, and I can understand people's frustrations after being spoiled for the last decade or so of Notre Dame women's basketball with the start they're having. It'll be interesting to see how they play Wednesday night at Purcell Pavilion against Minnesota. I don't know that much about the Golden Gophers, but I can tell you this, after three straight games and you fly home and now you've got to get back into the routine of school and finals are looming the following week, can this young team focus itself enough to take care of business at home where they have shown to be a flawed group this year? It used to be they played at Purcell Pavilion. Boom, that's an automatic win. Not the case this season. So much that these uh, young ladies balance <laughs> schoolwork, practice, games. Oh, am I going home for the holidays? All that stuff. Man, there's a lot going on. Well, and especially if you're a freshman. I mean, it it's yeah, a lot going time. on for a junior. Now to be a freshman and to have your eyes open and the speed of the game picks up. And I think Sam Brunell and Anaya Peoples have done a really good job adapting, and, and Peoples basically carried the team on Saturday. She had a great game. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a lot to get used to. As we're speaking about girls in basketball, high school basketball, is it today? Well, in Michigan, it's the opening night of the high school okay. girls basketball season. Now, Indiana has been playing for about a month. About a month. And we still have three undefeated teams in the area. Penn, Knox, and Westville. Westville is extending the area to the far reaches of LaPorte County, but we'll include the Blackhawks in this. But Penn playing very, very well. Trinity Clinton had 21 points on Saturday night. They beat uh, Lafayette Jeff handily. And so Christy Kineski's team has a big game tomorrow night at Marion. Penn is ranked number 7 in the 4A poll. Marion is ranked number 5 in the 3A poll. It's a conference game. Honestly, it, I was looking earlier today at both the girls' schedule and the boys' schedule tomorrow night in Indiana. The girls' schedule is much more compelling than the boys' schedule tomorrow night. Um, so Penn and Marion square off tomorrow night. That should be a, a great game over at the Knights' castle. The other teams that are ranked in our area, North Judson is number five. They lost to their arch-rival Knox last week down in Stark County. Knox beat them by 13 Really did a good job on North Judson star Lillian Frazier. And then uh, the other team that is ranked is Oregon Davis. They're ranked number four in Class 1A. And Terry Minix has one of the state's best offenses. They are number two in scoring this year. They're averaging, they're averaging Corey, 78 points a game. TV 46 unleashes its first boys basketball game this Friday night. Northside Gym should be absolutely rocking for this one. The last time that you're guaranteed to see Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial. It's possible they could meet in the sectional, but you don't know that for sure. And so the Crimson Chargers and the Blue Blazers, Kyle Sears team opens tomorrow night at Elkhart Christian. I would think Memorial would be favored in that one, despite the fact that they had heavy graduation losses from last year's team. Central was blown out by a very good Northridge team last week. The Blue Blazers try to bounce back tomorrow night against Goshen, which won its opener. But Central and Memorial on Friday night to kick off Season 31 of high school basketball on TV 46.
Finally, a congratulations, Riley's hockey team. Yeah, they won a nice tournament down towards Indianapolis yesterday. They beat Westfield by a count of 5-3. to three. You know, we don't do a lot of high school hockey coverage around here. They they play at the same time as basketball. It's really tough to stay on top of everything. But I saw that one yesterday, and I wanted to give them a shout-out because uh, you win a tournament over Thanksgiving weekend. That's a, that's a good notch in the belt of the Cats, who have always had a very competitive hockey team over there on the south side of South Bend. Pop culture over the weekend. Yes. Um, let me tell you, at Rancho Free Bay, <laughs> we we tried to watch some, I guess they were Amazon Prime movies. Um, we don't have Netflix, so Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever. And uh, we watched Blinded by the Light. You You were more familiar with this than I was. Yeah, I I was intrigued by it because I am a Springsteen fan, and it kind of it kind of reminded me of that the the Beatles movie that came out this year. Of, right, you know everybody forgets who the Beatles are except for this one guy. This is more of a kind of he he gets inspired by Bruce Springsteen. Is that the story? Yeah, yeah he he gets in, he's living in London. It's a true story apparently. Okay, of a kid that gets inspired by the words of Bruce Springsteen, and he dabbles in poetry himself and so he starts to put his uh, words to song and helping out a group and then becomes like this springsteen groupie and and follows him everywhere and it, falling out with the father and the whole bit and, and being a a minority and in, in england mm-hmm. at the time um just his struggle um it was it was lost on me it was not what year was it set in was it like when Bruce was, you know, like 80s, like born in the Late USA? 80s. Okay. Late 80s. All right. And what was the ultimate, like, uh, what was the point of the movie? Good question. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> Good question. Then we watched another one called Laundromat. That is on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a With Meryl, Meryl Streep movie. It's a, a very bizarre movie. It's intriguing. It kind of keeps you hanging on till the end. And then the end is just... You might as well just jump off a cliff. It's the guy who made the Ocean's Eleven movies, and so that's why I was like, "Oh, he's he's good at uh, doing a story." Right? And it just yeah. I I watched it the first weekend. It popped up. It, eh. So let me give you those two as pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Knives Out over the weekend. Tell me uh, about that. It's like Clue for 2019. Okay, kind of a whodunit with uh, Daniel Craig, Don Johnson. Don Johnson's still alive. Yes. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy that played Captain America, Chris Evans. It's a whodunit. It wasn't bad. Uh, do you need to go see it at the movie theater? No. 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 Uh, M. Night Shyamalan has a new series on Apple TV called Servant, and they put up three episodes Friday. I'm hooked. I'm a fan of his when he knows what he's doing. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, um, Glass. This is pretty good. It's uh, is it is it as good as Mandalorian? It's it's so it's completely different. From different. That. I understand that. Yeah, I do like a thirty-minute episode. I I think that's I think we're on to something. I like that they're not putting the whole season up, Chuck. I like that I'm getting one episode. And I get to think about it. Right. Read some stuff online about it. Mandalorian was a great episode. Chapter four is what they're calling it. I think there was. Um, some foreshadowing in this episode of what's to come. If you were paying attention, I liked it. 
Now, are you sure that Mandalorian is not some sort of tribute to the vehicle used in Back to the Future? They don't say, man, DeLorean. <laughs> no, there's no connection whatsoever. But thank you for thank you for playing. Thank you for trying. I think that <laughs> might be the turn that they need to make to make this Star Wars thing work. Jump that land speeder. Check out this vehicle. It'll take you back in time. What kind of vehicle is it? Man. Glory. Well, that'll wrap up our Monday episode. I feel good about that. Jimmy Fox would have been proud to have his name attached to this episode. You think so? If you were still alive. Uh, Chuck, you're on the Twitter, aren't you? I am at 46 Sports, where you can see that Dolphin special teams play we talked about. Sports Yak is on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Yak with two Ks. You can email the program should you choose. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Leave a review, too. That always helps. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga looga, I need manoush. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.